Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study in the book of 2 Timothy. And I am excited to get into today's uh, today's devotional because we're going to be finishing up 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I, I think that's just exciting. We're already 10 into this. I know it's it's expanded just a little bit further than what I thought time-wise, but we're already on number 10 in 2 Timothy. I don't know if every chapter is going to have uh, 10 to go through, because I think that, you know, that put us around 40 to get through uh, 2 Timothy. Uh, but I, I do know that we're going to continue to march through Second Timothy, and we're, we're really kind of going one verse at a time, and I hope you've been getting a lot out of this. Uh, but today we're going to see a distinction between um, two different types of disciples that you could be, or really a disciple and a deserter is what we're going to see, a disciple and a deserter. De- wow, deserter. And it, it, when we look at this idea— of either being a disciple, a disciple, a disciple, or a deserter, uh, we're going to see just some traits that we can have in order to make sure that we are truly being disciples. But let's get into our scripture reading here, which of course is Second Timothy chapter one. Where this will be the last day that we read Second Timothy chapter one in this series, uh, and tomorrow we'll be starting up Second Timothy chapter two. I'm excited about that. It says this. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I might be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began." But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus, that you, the good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenus. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. The Lord granted him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. 
Here we see in verses 15 through 18, the the end of the chapter, uh, we see this contrast between Phygellus, Hermogenes, and then, of course, the household of Onesiphorus. And and first of all, let me just say, I'm really glad that my name is Sam Jones and not Phygellus, Hermogenes, or Onesiphorus. But in, in looking at this here, we see two contrasting types of people. You can either be a disciple or a deserter. And we see the deserters here are Phygellus and Hermogenes, and they're, they're lumped together with those who turned away from the Apostle Paul uh, in, in Asia, uh, those in Asia who have turned away from him. Now, of course, if, if the Apostle Paul is mentioning them, that means that they were, they were in prominent status. Timothy knew these men. He probably learned, as we will see here tomorrow, that he probably learned right from beside them. He probably knew these people, knew them well, and of course he knew Onesiphorus as well. And as he, he probably knew these two men, Phygelus and Hermogenes, he he probably knew that they were disciples, or so he thought were disciples of Paul, just like he was. You know, he was thinking it could be it could be Timothy, Titus, and Phygelus and Hermogenes. You know, he, he's thinking that they could probably be in that kind of a category. They, they were close to the Apostle Paul, and Timothy would have known that. But here the Apostle Paul says, no, they're no longer disciples, they are deserters. They're deserters. They deserted the Apostle Paul. And we see that the words that are used specifically is that they they turned away. They turned away. And that, of course, is is really a characteristic of a deserter. They turn away uh, from what they know, and, and from those people, from those whom are discipling them. And it's not just that they turned away, but that that, that word turned away, it, it also means to uh, to pervert, to pervert. And so it's not just merely that, that the Apostle Paul isn't just merely saying that while Phygelus and Hermogenes, not only did they turn away and they're no longer associated with me, but they're actually perverting his teachings— they're actually perverting his teachings. They're changing what the Apostle Paul has taught. They've not just physically abandoned the Apostle Paul, but they've spiritually and doctrinally abandoned the Apostle Paul, which which is just, you know, if if we wanted to look at this in the whole book, I would, I would really suggest that you compare this verse, the turning away, to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. We're not going to do that today because instead I'm going to compare it to Onesiphorus and the household of Onesiphorus. Because in the same breath, the Apostle Paul goes and he says, not only do you have Phygelus and Hermogenes, who he says, look, they've perverted what I've taught them. They've turned away from me. They've abandoned me. But then he goes and he says, grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me. Instead of turning away, instead of turning away, instead of perverting the teachings, we see here that Onesiphorus refreshed the Apostle Paul continually. Now, if you seek to be a good disciple, which, by the way, you can't really be a good discipler, somebody who's discipling someone, unless you first are a good disciple, we see here that you should be somebody who needs to be refreshing those whom you are who whom are discipling you, not somebody who is perverting the teaching and abandoning those 
who disciple you. But then it also says this in contrast, because not only did he refresh in contrast to that perverting, but then he also, it says, he was not ashamed of my chain. So while Phygelus and Hermogenus ran away from the Apostle Paul physically, they abandoned him physically, we see that Onesiphorus instead was not ashamed. He wasn't ashamed of the backlash that the Apostle Paul was getting because he was standing up for righteousness, was standing up for truth. And this is a lesson that you can learn, that those who are discipling you, you need to go into treat them in this way of Onesiphorus, of going and saying, look, I'm going to be a disciple, so therefore, when, when people come after you, I'm not going to be ashamed of your chains. I'm not going to be ashamed of the consequences that you have for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, but rather, I'm going to refresh you. And I'm not going to pervert your teachings, but rather I'm going to refresh you by going and looking to learn and trying to encourage you. If you're somebody who's being discipled, this is the mindset that you should have. Look at those who are discipling you and say, how can I refresh you? How can I say I'm not ashamed of your chains? But then the Apostle Paul explains it even further. He says, but when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously, and he found me. The Lord grant to him that he might find mercy in the day of the Lord. And you know very well the ways that he ministered to me in Ephesus. So Onesiphorus sought the Apostle Paul out very zealously. And you know, if you are seeking to be discipled, you should be seeking that person out very zealously, the one who's discipling you. Seek them out zealously in your life. Seek them out zealously. Be a zealot to learn. That's really what it takes to be a disciple, is that you are going and saying, look, I'm changing my lifestyle to fit learning, to fit growing in Jesus Christ, to fit becoming more like Christ. I'm going to do things that people might think are a little bit crazy. Why would you do that? Well, it's because I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I want to be discipled. I want to be a disciple. These are the things that you need to do. Now, if you're somebody who's looking to disciple someone, remember this as well. Because oftentimes, I mean, who knows? Maybe if I jealous and Hermogenus, maybe they were incredibly talented. Maybe they were the people that you look at and say, wow, those are the ones I want to be my students. Those are the ones I want to disciple. But we should be looking for the characteristics of Onesiphorus, somebody who ministers, somebody who seeks to refresh, somebody who's not going to be ashamed of the consequences in somebody who is zealous, which probably means they're a little bit annoying, but is zealous about learning and about growing in Christ. Wow. What are you going to be today? Who are you going to be today? Are you going to be a disciple or are you going to be a deserter? Are you going to be Phygelus and Hermogenus or are you going to be an Onesiphorus? Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8 and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise.
Soul that war you've been fighting will end.